me to the book of Proverbs. Hallelujah. Glory. Thank you, Jesus. Proverbs chapter 5. Thank you, Lord. Well, thank you, Lord. You know what? Before we do that, thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. You know, I often wonder what Ted and Debbie talk about through the entire service. I'm going to have to ask them one day. Maybe we ought to have them get up here and tag team. They always have. I know they were. No, no, no. I was, I'm saying you guys always have some interesting conversations. You tell, let me know what they say. Because I'm always curious, but I'm busy. I'm always curious. <laughs> I'm always curious, but busy. Matthew chapter 17. First, and then we'll go back to Proverbs chapter 5. Matthew chapter 17. Glory, glory, glory. Now, let me, let me, uh, let me, uh, try, to, let me try to develop this before I, before I put it out there. I've, I've really sensed in my heart, and I was talking to David about it before church. I've really been sensing in my heart like that God is trying to elevate his people to a place that most of us have never been before. Now, I believe there are some people that have functioned in the spirit and, and Definitely some people that have encountered the presence of God. Uh, I think some people have encountered the anointing of God. I, I do think there are very few people that in our generation, like right now, in this time. In fact, people that have uh, what you would call ministries that, um, ministries that are, uh, have notoriety. You know what that means? Uh, people that, that are kind of Christian famous. And, and, of course, you know, different people say different stuff about, oh, you know, these celebrity preachers. Here's the deal. That's, it's always going to be that way. There's always going to, I don't care how, how much you get your drawers in a bunch over it, you might as well learn how to live with the fact that there are going to be people that God uses that are going to be elevated to a place of prominence and that are going to be voices to generations. That's the way it has always been. That would be like you looking at Isaiah or Elijah or Elisha and getting your drawers in a bunch because everybody was hearing them and, and you had a problem with it. You know what? Get over it. That's the way God's always done it. It ain't about to change. Anyone who says it otherwise, they've lost their minds. That's always been the pattern of the Bible. That's always been anyone, anyone who, who prophesy, and I'm, they're not prophesying it. They're, anyone who says it in prophecy that there, that, that uh, people, that there are going to be, that there's going to be this uh, coming down and no one, there's no, going to be no one elevated. That, that's not, that's not the, that's not God uh, because it's never been that way. You know what? The, Jesus, God elevated Jesus. It was necessary for him to elevate Jesus. It's necessary for God to elevate people when the Holy Ghost... Man you, know what the, you know what the word manifest means? When the Spirit of God is manifested, the word manifest means to put on display. Oh, yeah. to, to put on display. And so when the Holy Spirit is manifested, then the Holy Spirit is put on display. Well, guess what? The Holy Spirit isn't put on display until he manifests himself through us. The manifestations of the Spirit are given to 
every man to profit with all. And so if the Holy Spirit is going to be manifested, guess what? There's going to be an elevation of whoever it is that he's manifesting through. And so we've, we've, here, what we've got to learn to do is we've got to learn how to live in that place where when, when, the, when the Spirit of God comes upon us and he begins to manifest himself through us and we're elevated, that people see Jesus and not us. That's what we have to be careful of. But anyhow, I was talking about the anointing and, and the move of God's Spirit. All of us have probably encountered the presence of God. We've probably uh, encountered the anointing in some measure in our lives. The manifestation of the anointing. So when I say that, how many of you understand what I'm saying when I say the manifestation of the anointing? All of us are anointed. The Bible says that you're anointed. The Bible says in the book of 1 John, you have an unction from the Holy One. That word unction is anointing. You're, you're anointed. Every one of us are anointed. Uh, the Bible says that the anointing that is in you teaches you. Amen. That, that's talking to every believer. You know what that anointing is? It's God's Spirit in us. So every one of us are anointed. But the anointing isn't always in manifestation. When the anointing is in manifestation, uh, there's, something, there's something that happens. All of a sudden, we take on a different nature than our own nature. All of a sudden, we begin to function on a level that we're not capable of functioning in. Even the way we communicate. We start to communicate on a level that we've not been able to communicate on in the past. Are you all hearing me? When the anointing came on the disciples in Acts chapter 2, they began to communicate on a level that they hadn't learned to communicate on. They began speaking in other languages that they hadn't learned. They began to declare the gospel in languages that everybody else understood around them, but they had never learned. They were, all of a sudden, they began, when, when, you, when the anointing of God begins to work in you, you will think on a higher level. And when you start to think on a higher level, you'll start to function on a higher level. When musicians get anointed, they're, they're, not, they're, not, they're not held back by the uh, ability of their talent. Because I don't care how talented you are, there are limits to your talent. But when musicians get anointed, all the limits are off. Now all of a sudden, you can begin to make sounds that you never dreamed you could make. That, you never, that in the natural, you never believed you could make. That you were never trained to make. That you never took a class. That you never saw it on a YouTube video. That you didn't pick it up through Cordify or you know, some you know, app online that, that helped you to decipher the music or whatever. Are y'all hearing me today? So the, the anointing, the anointing will, cause you to, will cause you to have favor and grace with people. People that, <laughs> do you know what the anointing will do? The anointing will take, and people that don't like you, they will favor you anyhow. You say, that, that doesn't make sense. I know it doesn't make sense, but it works. You know, Ted's, Ted's mother, is, she's a wonderful little Baptist lady. And uh, Ted has traveled with me for years, for over 30 years. And Ted's traveled with me, and we've gone all over the place, and his mother has never understood. She's accused him of being a homosexual. Uh, she's accused him of being everything but a Christian. I, and I, I've, every time I've had an opportunity to talk to her, I've told her, people love your son all over this country. He has influenced them to love Jesus, to serve the Lord, uh, to serve one another, to love other, you know, to love, uh, to love each other uh, um, better than we love. You know, Ted, Ted has been an inspiration to people all around. 
for people to live for God on a higher level. And she just can't fathom it. You know, she just, she looks at Ted and, and then she tells Ted, I'm like a Jim Jones. I, he, she's like, you're going to drink the Kool-Aid. I just know any moment now I'm going to get a phone call and you're going to be dead somewhere because you drank the Kool-Aid. Well, you know, I've probably had the opportunity to sit down and talk with her twice. And both times I sat down and talked with her, before I left, she was giving me an offering. She was writing a check and putting it in my hand. I'm like, what is this? She says, well, I don't know. I just feel like I need to give this to you. She don't even like me. See, but the anointing will call. Are y'all hearing me today? See, and this is why I say that, that most of us have probably encountered the anointing in some measure or on some level, but on the level that the Bible talks about us encountering, you know, we, like I said about financially, most of you aren't living in the place, in the high place that God has really called you to live. And it has to do with our ability or inability to yield ourselves to the anointing of God in our lives. You're in, yeah, you're anointed. But it's, it's more than just carrying you carrying the anointing. The anointing has to be allowed to be manifested in your life. Because you can live, you can live and die. You can be anointed and be an idiot, and all you are is an anointed idiot. But if that anointing is never allowed to manifest, not only now here's the thing, most of us. Most of us have never encountered the anointing on the level that takes you to the place where you're speaking in other languages to people that you've never learned. And so if we begin to experience something like that in our lives, some of us will short circuit what's happening because we're freaking out. We're all excited. You know, we're like, I mean, we, we get so pumped up and we don't know what to do. We don't know how to flow with that anointing. We cut it off. We don't know how to flow with the Spirit. We, we get over there and we cut him off and, and make it where he can't do all that he wants to do. We don't learn. I was talking to David about it in the office. I said it's like a surfer. When a surfer goes out to ride a wave, you know, there, there are all kinds of waves that are, that are coming, you know, regularly. Some days stronger than others. Some days, you know, you got big waves and nice waves. You know, you talk to surfers, they'll tell you. They, they explain it in their way, you know. Different. I'm not, you could tell I'm not. I don't know if you can tell. But I'm not a surfer. I, <laughs> I know it's hard to believe. <laughs> I know, I know. I know some of y'all have seen me in my gym shorts and you thought, he works out. But anyway, now. <laughs> but you know, surfers, they get out there. And you know, I've never tried surfing. I talked to my nephew and my niece. They lived in Hawaii for a period of time, and I asked them about it, and they said it's one of the hardest things they'd ever done. But my, my nephew, he's pretty good at picking things up, and he eventually learned how to surf, and so did my niece, learn how to surf. Uh, my brother-in-law tried to learn how to surf, and he, he can get up on the board, but he's not exactly a surfer, but he's you know better at it than, than I am. But you know, they didn't just go out and surf the first day they went to surf. In fact, they, they lived in Hawaii for a couple of years, two or three years, and in two or three years, they didn't get very good at it. Because you can be aware of the fact that there are waves to ride. But if you haven't figured out how to ride the wave, you ain't going nowhere. 
And see, that's, that's where I believe most of the church is today. When you go back in church history, and you don't have to go back very far, and you begin to review the recordings, and you begin to review the messages and the preachings, and, the, and uh, like we've been having a study every Wednesday here on the Holy Spirit, uh, the ministries of the, the, minist- the gifts and the ministries of the Holy Spirit. And we've been talking about that because I believe that God wants us to be learned concerning the things of the Spirit. But over the past couple of weeks, I've, 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 I've played some videos from, from some men. I played a video of Brother Hagin from the, from the uh, early 70s. He's out ministering and, and how when he's ministering, he preached the word. And we're accustomed to seeing Brother Hagin preach the word. But then all of a sudden, and it wasn't like these recent videos where people are just hee-hawing and laughing and hollering and going... But where uh, he began to teach on a certain subject concerning um, prayer. And then he demonstrated. By the, he demonstrated what he was talking about. And in the middle of him doing what he, what he had preached, what he had ministered to people, the anointing came on. And you could see it. That's what, that's what was cool. As that we were watching that video, and all of a sudden you could see Brother Hagin shift gears. And you could see when the anointing came upon him. Now, he didn't just get anointed and then go to taking an offering. He didn't, he, didn't just, he didn't just get anointed and go to shouting and carrying on and hooping and hollering and whatnot. No, I mean, he got over there, and he's like, he yielded to the Spirit. And he learned how to flow with the Holy Ghost. He knew that, you know, when the anointing begins to manifest, there's a direction that God's trying to lead you when that anointing manifests. There's something that God's trying to get done through you when that anointing is manifested. That, that anointing, is there's, there's an energy, there's a power that comes with the anointing. And when you flow with that anointing, there's, there's, a, there's a surge or an increase of that power that happens in your life. Well, you know, Brother Hagin, he began to minister to people, and we saw it happen. I mean, just like that. We saw William Branham, him, Hahn, and whatnot, and then the anointing. The anointing came on. When the anointing came on him, all of a sudden, something happened. Something happened. Am I, taking too, am I taking too long to develop this? Are we, are we good? Just give me a few more minutes. I promise we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna get over there. And some of you are going to be glad you, you, you came and you uh, heard and, and received. But I want to make sure that you get this. Because if, if, you, if, you if you think that you've got it all and that you've seen it all, you've been a part of it all, you've done it all, I'm going to tell you something. I've seen God do some incredible things throughout my life and throughout my ministry but I'm in the same boat with everybody else. I'm, I'm, I'm lacking. <laughs> There's something that's not happening in me that happened at one time that needs to happen in a greater measure in my life again. And it's not because I departed from anything. It's because there are things that I've got to learn. There's some maturing that has to happen in my life. You know, there's some things that we can't receive if we don't mature to the level of being able to receive them. I was talking about Amelia in the, you know, Amelia is the little, little, one of the little girls that's up here running around. You know, there's a reason why they're up here running around. Because they don't know that they shouldn't be up here running around. <laughs> but you know, when they come by, I don't trip them. I don't wag my finger in their face and tell them, bless God, if you don't quit, I'm going to kick you out of this church. You know why? 
Do you know, you know why we, you know why I, I, I was telling David and Hilda, they weren't even insulted. Uh, I was talking about Amelia. I said, you know, Amelia there, I said, said she's manipulative and she's selfish. <laughs> How old is she? Two and a half? She's, you know, two and a half year olds are manipulative and they're selfish and they only want their own way. And we love them. We love it's not, That's not even an insult when you say it about a two and a half year old. When you say it about a 30 year old, it becomes disparaging. You expect, you expect two year olds to be selfish and manipulative and self serving. But you don't expect people that have been in the church for half their lives to be that way. Some of you wouldn't admit it, but most of you came here for selfish reasons. I mean, lollipop, cookie, something, but it had to be, you know, not in, the, not in the natural, but in the spirit. You know, I heard he gives words. Oh, God, give me a word, God. Just like Amelia loves me when I have candy. When I don't, not so much. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I'm her Ziggy all the time, just in case. Just in case I have something nice to give. Are y'all hearing me today? That's what motivates most of us going from one place to another, hooking up with one church or another, hooking up with one ministry or another. And here's the thing. God wants us to learn not how to go from cookie to cookie. From sucker to sucker. God wants us to learn how to flow in the anointing. How to flow with the Holy Ghost. How to become transformed by the power of God's Spirit. How to, how to tap into that flow of, of the energy of God and the, and, the, uh, and the power of God. That changes lives, that changes the kind The kind of power. I've told this testimony before and then I'm going to read this. I was in a service as a teenager one time. It was in South Oklahoma City. It was just after I started in the ministry. My pastor was praying for people. He said, I don't remember what the altar call was for. All I know is that I went forward. I want, whatever he said we could have, I wanted it. And I was that two-year-old. You know, two but anyway, he, when he laid his hands on me, the power of God hit me. And when the power of God hit me, I'm going to tell you something. It didn't look pretty. It's like Pastor Sam up here. He, he got up here and he went, ooh. He said, Lord, please don't make me look bad. <laughs> but and it was, and that, but that was, that's what happened to me. When my pastor touched me, all of a sudden the power of God hit me. I went to doing a dance and, and I shouted a bit and I spun around and I was like, woo! And I fell out on the floor. Now, uh, the Spirit of God came upon me. Now, as the Spirit of the Lord came upon me, all of a sudden, out of my belly began to flow rivers of living water. And it came out of my mouth in a tongue. I began to pray in a, in a tongue that was unknown to me. So I'm praying in a tongue for a, for a long time. It's just rolling out of my belly. And uh, after a minute, I'm, I'm aware that something, I feel like someone's watching me. So I open up my eyes, and there's a man that's standing over me, looking at me wide-eyed. 
and, and I'm, I was kind of startled. <laughs> I was kind of startled. I said, can I help you? <laughs> and he, he, looked down, he looked down at me, and he started talking to me in the language, in a language that sounded like the one I had been speaking. Okay. And I just looked at him, and I was like, eh. You know how when you go to a place and people don't speak English and they talk to you and, you know, and, and you talk to them in English and they're like, yes. <laughs> yeah, you know, <laughs> that's how I was. He's, he's talking to me and I go, yes. <laughs> <clears throat> but after a minute, he, uh, he looked at me and he goes, he goes, do you not? He said, do you not understand me? I said, no, sir, I don't understand you. He says, you mean you don't understand Portuguese? I said, no, sir, I don't understand Portuguese. He said, do you speak Portuguese? I said, how can I speak Portuguese if I don't understand Portuguese? He said, sir, he said, you were just talking fluently in Portuguese. He said, I came over here to ask you if that word that you were speaking was for me. He said, because it sounded like something that I needed, and I wanted to know if what you were saying was for me. I said, sir, obviously it was for you, because I sure didn't understand it, and nobody else in this building understood it. I said, so it must be for you. He threw up his hands, and he began to praise God. Are you all hearing me today? See, when the, when, when the anointing is manifested and you begin to flow with the anointing of God and the Spirit of God has His way, then He will, he will give you things that you can't possibly ever in... The, you know what? Anyone can fall on the floor. That, that's not to say that when the Spirit of God touches you, you won't end up on the floor. But see, when the Spirit of God is working and moving and manifesting and, and we are yielded to Him and we're able to flow with the Spirit, then it goes beyond just falling on the floor. It goes beyond just laughing a laugh or getting drunk in the Spirit. It goes beyond just that. It, it goes into a release of power, a release of, of heaven that changes the atmosphere and brings change to the lives of men. When, when, that man, when, that man, when that man heard that I didn't speak that language, he knew that heaven had spoken to him. Not only did he know, but I knew. Do you know how, you know how much freedom that brought to us that day? Now, I never saw that man again, but boy, I got excited. Ted, Ted was there that day. He was waiting on me because we were going to go to lunch together. And... Um, Anyway, I got up. I'm not sure he even remembers that, that, that all this, how all this went down. But I got up, and when I got up, a woman came to me afterwards. After this man walked away. And she looked at me, and she began to speak to me in that same language. Only this time I understood what she was saying. And so she speaks to me, and she said, Hey, all this that you did down here, what was all this? Why were you acting this way? Why were you acting up? Well, I went to respond to her in English, but it came out in tongues. And I began to speak in the same language that she, she spoke to me in. And in that language, I said, well, the Spirit of God came upon me. God deposited something in my life. I yielded to the Spirit. And as I yielded to the Spirit, God did something in me and through me. It was the Holy Ghost. 
Well, as I said that, she responded right back. She said, you can't convince me that was the Holy Ghost. That was nothing but a bunch of nonsense. That was nothing in, in, that, in that other language. We're having a conversation in tongues. <laughs> now, listen, this ought to be more common than what it is. It was the very first thing that manifested when the Holy Ghost fell on the day of Pentecost. If it happened then and it was the very first thing that manifested, then... Amen. Glory to God. Turn to someone, tell them, don't get distracted. We talked about on Wednesday the very thing that keeps us from getting over there. I'm going to tell you something. If, if, you're, if, you're, if you're so concerned about what's happening on your phone that you can't, that you can't tap in and tune into what the Holy Spirit... You're, you're not, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to sign it to you. I don't know. Where, you can't get it that way. As long as you're... Listen, that's been, the, that's been the biggest thing that has kept God's people out of the flow is that they can't keep off of social media. They can't shut off. I'm going to, I honestly, someone buy a basket before Sunday. I'm going to put a basket back here for people's phones. I'm not going to, listen, you can do whatever you want to. And you can make up any excuse. But don't come to me and make no excuses to me. I'm going to tell you right. If you come to me, Pastor, I have to keep my phone today. I'll be like, you don't have to do anything. Don't come and try to justify your actions to me. Until we get serious about really flowing in the Holy Ghost, don't, listen, don't expect God to get, so you're like, Lord, I need you, but you can't stay off your freaking phone. Don't you think that's a problem? That you, you can't put it down? Some of you, you know, Annie went and got her a paper Bible so she wouldn't have to use her iPad. I said, baby, you brought a paper Bible. She said, yeah. She said, I'm doing what you said. She said, I'm getting too distracted when stuff comes up, you know. She said, Marissa will text me from the back. Marissa. She ain't here. I'm looking at the camera. I see you. gotten to where that's how we pass notes we used to have to fold them into little footballs and kick them across the room <laughs> see some of you showing your age <laughs> I don't know if I'm going to get through this But we, we've got to, church, we've got to come to the place where we understand the things that are keeping us, that are hindering us, that are keeping us from tapping into that kind of flow. You know, some of you ain't talking to other people in languages you've not heard and not learned. Not because God doesn't want to do it. Well, I wonder why the Lord is here. Boy, I tell you, man, I sure have had it hard in life. Well, you read social media more than you do your Bible. You know, you know more about people's statuses than you do the Word of God. You've met, you, have, you have TikToks memorized better than you have Scripture memorized. I know I'm, I know I'm on it. I'm not trying to be ugly. I'm just telling you. I, I'm not. Listen, you got to quit playing like, 
It's, it's, it's like someone like myself. I, I, was at the, I was at the suit shop the other day. I took Gaby to buy him a suit. While I was there, I kept mentioning to the guy, he, he kept putting coats on. He's trying to sell me something. I'm like, I'm trying to lose some weight. Give me, give me about 40 pounds. 40 pounds from now, I'll be back. I'll buy something. Believe me. Let me, let me ditch 40 pounds. I'll be here. He's like, well, you keep talking like you're fat. I said, have you looked at me? I mean, are you blind? Do you need prayer? I mean, we'll pray for you. So he's putting suits on my son. I said, I said, I said, you'll never believe this. I said, but I look just like that at his age. It's the truth. Hair and all. I had hair and I was skinny. That kid that came out of drum cage, that was my kid. I looked exactly like that. I mean, exactly. My body, my frame, my, my weight, it was exactly the same. I had a 29 waist. I was, as tall, I was taller than Gabe. Had a 29 waist. I weighed 185 pounds wet. And most of, that was, most of that was my hair. But when, when I, looked, I looked at Gabe, I said, <laughs> I said, I said uh, do you believe that I, I, that I said that under this fat, that's what I look like? He says, why are you, why are you so down on yourself? I said, well, I'm not being down on myself. You know, nowadays, if you say something that's true about yourself that isn't appealing, some people think you're being down on you. Here's the deal. I'm not being down on myself. It's a reality. If I never embrace the fact that I'm fat, I can never do anything about it. I don't, I don't beat myself up over it. In fact, you know, if I was, I wouldn't be fat. I know what I'm doing that keeps me this way. I know what I'm doing that keeps me this way. See, some of y'all are like, I don't know why I am. It's just a... No, you're in denial. You're in denial. Annie and I woke up at 5, 5.30 this morning. By, five, by 5.45, we're driving down the road over here to the gym to meet with a trainer to work out. I sweat a little bit this morning. She asked me if I was sore from a couple days ago. I said no. She looked like she's going to get me. I was like, I'm sorry. I mean, I wasn't sore, you know. I, I can't help it. She's like, maybe you're not working hard enough. I said, well, I think I am. I mean, I'm sweating. <laughs> you know, I'm, out of, I'm out of breath. But, you know, some, some people, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a fat guy. Imagine if I got up here and said, you know, I'm not really fat. I'm just big boned. <laughs> and, you know, I mean, my body don't work like everybody else's body. I mean, I just look at a piece of cake and, and, and gain 10, 10, 10 pounds. You know, that's a lie. You can't look at cake and gain weight. You have to eat it. <laughs> Ted's, Ted's, one of Ted's ex-daughter-in-laws, she, she was, she's big as the side of a barn. And I'm not being ugly. She was. She's a big girl. That's just the way she was. She was a big girl. Her baloney had a first name and a last name. You understand? <laughs> but anyhow, she, <laughs> I probably shouldn't have said that. Anyway, <laughs> but then she, she made a statement one time that I thought was so unusual. She said this. She said, I'm a picky eater.
wait a minute. How can you be the biggest, as big as the side of a barn and be a picky eater? Yeah, you, everything you pick up, you eat. That's, that's the only way I know. <laughs> You're like a kid. Everything you pick up goes in your mouth. <laughs> look, look, Ted says all about behind me. Amen. Pick it up. Glory to God. <laughs> but you know, people get in denial. They get in denial. You know, they, like they can't lose weight. Like, the, oh, I tr I've tried. <laughs> now listen, you may, Michael, he don't like keto diet. You may not like the keto diet, but you know what? If you get on keto, you'll lose weight. You do Atkins, you'll lose weight. If you do low fat, you'll lose weight. If you'll do, if you'll do, uh, if you'll, if, if you'll, you know, one time I lost 50 pounds on the HCG diet. Listen, I don't even, I, that was hell. I don't even wish that died on the devil. 500 calories, 500 calories a day. It wasn't, no, it wasn't no HCG making you lose weight. You're starving yourself at 500 calories a day. And you know what? You feel it. You look like it. You go to crying on that diet. Annie went to crying on that diet. I was eating a cookie. She's like, I want that cookie. I'm like, baby, you want to die. How dare you? <laughs> How dare you eat that cookie? Why are you trying to make me feel bad about wanting a cookie? <laughs> I saw a video like that one time of Twilight. It had to do with an ice cream or something. But Michael put her out there. Yeah. <laughs> It's any it crazy, but so the, if if you if you diet, if you quit eating so much and exercise, I don't I don't care, I don't care if you're big boned. You could look at listen. You could be a T Rex. <laughs> a Stegosaurus or something. If you quit eating so much and exercise, you would slim down. It's just the way it is. Even dogs. I, I send my dogs stay with Ted when we're out of town. They come back looking like dog ticks. They look like they're about to pop. You know how goats get real fat on the side? My chihuahua would look like a small goat. I'm like, Ted, what have you been feeding that dog? Anything he wants? Anything he wants? True, Ted. <laughs> he knows it's true. <laughs> but see, we're, we're the same way in the spirit. We're like, I just don't know why I'm struggling so bad. Because you're on Instagram 24 hours a day. Because you go from one platform to another. Snooping into people's lives. <laughs> then your memories come up and you wonder how you got so far away from where you were. I was, I was scrolling through my memories. 
Dude, you didn't even have to go to your memories. If you'd have prayed, God would have told you. You're not where you were. <laughs> when you discover it on Facebook, there's no help. When you discover it through prayer, at least you have help. This isn't rocket science, church. It's, it's the word of God. If, if, we can, if we can align ourselves with the word of God and really begin to uh, discipline ourselves to do what the Bible tells us to do, if we can learn how to yield to the anointing of God's spirit, if we can get over there. Have I read anything yet? No. Well, I'm trying. Well, Matthew, look at Matthew chapter 17. Let's read this. So let's read this. Now, you're going to have to listen to all this. Otherwise, you're not going to get it. So Matthew chapter 17 says, After six days, Jesus take with him Peter, James, and John, his brother, bringeth them up to a high mountain apart, and was transfigured before them. How many of you know this is a story of the Mount of Transfiguration? And his face did shine as the sun, and his raiment was white as the light. And behold, there appeared unto them Moses and Elias, talking with him. Then answered Peter and said unto him, uh, unto, unto Jesus, Lord, it is good for us to be here. If thou wilt, let us make here three tabernacles, one for thee, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. Uh, while he yet spoke, behold, a bright cloud overshadowed them, and behold, a voice out of the cloud, uh, which said, This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. Hear ye him. And when the disciples heard it, they fell on their face and were sore afraid. And Jesus came and touched them and said, Arise, and be not afraid. And when they lifted up their eyes, they saw, they saw no man, save Jesus only. Amen. So this is, this is the story of the Mount of Transfiguration, where Jesus was caught up into the uh, realm of the Spirit, so much so that the Bible says that he was transfigured before these disciples. Uh, the Bible says that Jesus became uh, uh, brilliant. His clothing became brilliant, white. And in some places it says so white that no fuller on earth could whiten those whites like they were on Jesus in that moment of transfiguration. And while Jesus is transfigured and caught up in the Spirit... Moses and Elijah appear there on this mountain with Jesus. Now, there's a, there's a couple lessons to be learned here. One of, the, one of the lessons to be learned here is this. So the word says that when, when Jesus was transfigured and this took place, that the disciples witnessed it. And when the disciples witnessed it, after as it was happening, Peter said this. Peter says, man, we need to build some altars here. We need to build an altar to Jesus and an altar to Moses and an altar to Elijah. You know, they wanted to build an altar there because they had never experienced anything like it. And we have a tendency as God's people to want to build altars at the experiences that we've had in our walk with God that we've never had before and that we think it's possible that we'll never have again. And here's what I mean by that. There was a, there was a, fr a friend of mine, uh, he used to travel with me. His name is Danny Ortiz. And he said there was an old man that he knew that uh, God used him uh, to spread the fire of revival uh, uh, during his generation. And God really used him. And he asked the man, he said, what is it? He said, if you, he, he asked him a question. He said, if you had to, if you had to tell us what, what's the one thing that keeps this generation from the move of God. What keeps us out of the flow of the Spirit? What keeps us away from the move of God in this generation? He said, he said what keeps this generation, he says, out of the move of God uh, for now, he said, is the last move of God. Go ahead, man. 
The thing that keeps this generation out of the coming move of God is the last move of God. He said, because we want to worship at the altar of our previous experience. I wish Jess was here to tell this. You know, Jess, um, <laughs> I don't know if you all know this, but uh, Joe and Jess, they met through FarmersOnly.com. And that's how, they, that's how they met one another. Actually, it wasn't that. It was like lots of fish in the sea or something. But anyway, um, <laughs> I, don't, I don't remember. Joe could tell me. He knows I'm messing with him. But anyway, um, him and Jess met online. And so they, they didn't become acquainted with one another in real life until, you know, later on in their relationship. But uh, Jess, you know, Jess grew up Baptist. Jess grew up a good Baptist girl. She wasn't a spirit-filled uh, a believer. She wasn't a, 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 a tongue talker. So she hooks up with Joe, and when she hooks up with Joe, Joe begins to talk to her. Now, now Jess lived in, in China and uh, hung out with Christian people. In fact, one of these Christian people she hung out with in China is Shelby's next-door neighbor, and Shelby just happened to meet her. It was a kind of weird deal. But anyway, um, so Jess, she began to tell me the testimony of how that she had never, you know, uh, even thought about uh, the baptism in the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking with other tongues. You know, that wasn't something that was in her wheelhouse. She was a Baptist believer. She was a Christian. She loved the Lord. She'd been in the Baptist church for a long time. You know, wonderful. So when Joe began to talk to her and tell her about this church that he was a part of, Winner's Church, and he began to talk about the things that we believe and all these things, she was like, huh. You know, she was kind of a little bit, you know, skeptical. Are y'all hearing me? She was a little skeptical. She was a little reluctant because her experience with God was limited to what she had experienced in the Baptist church. Her experience was limited to the salvation experience. Listen, I'm going to tell you something. There's more in this Bible than salvation. Now, you say, but salvation is the most important thing. Yes. Amen. You know, uh, the, they used to have a food pyramid. They, got, they ditched that for something else. I guess it, it really didn't work. But anyway, um, you know what? We, 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 we need protein. We need carbohydrates. We need to get these different things in our bodies uh, through certain, through certain you know, means and in, in different ways. But just because, you know, just because you can, just because you can be a vegan doesn't mean you should. I mean, it's okay if that's what you want to do. If you want to deprive yourself of ice cream, go for it. But here's the thing. You can have it if you want it. Oh, it'll kill you. You're, you're, we're all dying. I don't know if you know this or not, but not all these people that live to 100 and something are vegans. Some of them put lots of crap in their bodies and have for years. I had, had a lady that her mother was 80 years old. In the morning, she wanted a shot of vodka. She wanted some vodka. And, she, you know, and she was, they were like, Mother, you can't do that. You're 80 years old. She wanted to have a cigarette and a drink every morning. They're like, it's morning. You should have a hard-boiled egg, you know, and some orange juice. She's like, I don't, she says, there's no vodka in that orange juice. I don't want it. 
She went for her checkup to the doctor. She's 84, 85 years old. They, said, they told the doctor, they said, she, wa she wants to drink in the morning and have a cigarette. You know what the doctor looked at me and said? She's 85 years old. You're going to tell her. <laughs> you probably aren't going to live as long as her. He said, how long has she been doing that? They said, well, nearly all her life. They're like, you think it's going to kill her now? Pastor Harris, she was sending Pastor Harris to the liquor store. <laughs> oh my God. She trying to give him money. Kendall, will you go get me some booze? Brother Harris was like, I'm a pastor. I can't be buying you booze. <laughs> so he called Jan's son. John, come here. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Now, I'm not condoning drinking, but you, you, get, you, you understand what I'm saying? Is that there, there are certain things we need in our body. But you know what? That's not all there is. Not, vegetables aren't all that God provided for us for food. There's beef and chicken, yard bird, the gospel bird. I mean, there's all kinds of stuff. So here's, here's the deal. There's some people say, well, salvation is the most important. Yeah, but there's ice cream too. Just because the Bible provides salvation doesn't mean it doesn't provide anything else. There's, there's healing and miracles and deliverance. There's baptism in the Holy Ghost. There are gifts of the Spirit. There are things that God has provided through His Word. Well, you know, Jess, and I can tell y'all are going to get off the bus early here today. Um, so Jess, she... You know, she questioned and quizzed Joe. I just heard this story the other day. And uh, she was nervous about what she might find here at Winner's Church. But she said Joe had, uh, Joe seemed to be stable. I mean, what he was saying was Bible. She's like, well, I can't deny it. What he's saying is the Word of God. I don't know. I don't understand it. I don't get it. But what he's saying is it, it's in there. There was a day of Pentecost. People spoke with tongues. The Bible talks about gifts of the Spirit. The Bible talks about evangelizing. The Bible talks about ministering uh, to the sick. You know, there are all these things the Bible talks about. So she's like, so you know, I came. And, and it, here's the thing. You know what? Jess would have been stuck if she wouldn't have moved off of the altar of her last experience with God. See, as far as she knew, salvation was, that was it. And she refused to move any, any place off of that. You know what? The hindrance to you getting something more in your walk with God is the last thing you had happen to you. The last thing that God did significant, significantly in your life, some of you, is you built an altar there and you camped out at that altar and you're not leaving that place. And you know what? God never intended for us to build an altar where we stayed at any point in this journey. In fact, the Bible says we're to work out our salvation all the time. We're supposed to work it out with fear and trembling. We, the Bible says this. We're to go from faith to faith and from glory. Amen. Is this helping anybody here today? Amen. So when these disciples tried to build an altar to Jesus and to Elijah and to Moses. 
the voice of God speaks out of heaven and says, this is my son. Hear him. In other words, here's what God was saying. Do you, I'm honestly, I'd have been with Peter and them. I'd have thought, this is it. I have arrived. There's no way I'm ever going to encounter anything greater than this. When I got born again, could, it, could there be anything greater than a transformed life? I mean, that's what I thought. I, 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 was, I was changed in salvation. I mean, I was transformed by the power of God in salvation. But you know, that wasn't the end. There was much, much more. And you're tempted to hang out at that last place where you met God. Because as far as you're concerned, it doesn't get any better than this. But guess what? There's more. He's inexhaustible. Say that with me. Say, God is inexhaustible. You're never, you're never going to figure him out completely. You're never going to ring God out completely. You're not going to deplete God and the things that he can do in your life ever. There's always more. There's always more. And those are things that we discover. In fact, 1 Corinthians chapter 2 tells us, I hath not seen, ears not heard, neither has entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for them that love him. And then in the very next verse it says this, but God has revealed them unto us. What has he revealed to us? Well, the things that eyes haven't seen and the ears haven't heard that haven't entered into the heart of man. God has revealed them unto us. How? By his spirit. For the Spirit searches all things, yea, the deep things of God. Next verse, look what it says. For what man knoweth the things of man, save the spirit of man which is in him? Even so the things of God knoweth no man but the Spirit of God. Next verse. Now we've not received the Spirit of the world, but the Spirit which is of God, that we might know the things that are freely given to us of God. See, some of, some of us are sitting here today, and we've dug our heels in, saying that I have enough. And then we wonder why. We wonder why that we, we uh, uh, struggle and we wrestle in life. You know, I'm, I guarantee that any, any of you that have sat in this church for any period of time, uh, I'm trying to think, some of you, you haven't been here very often. Some of you, you just only started to attend. I know Sam's been here maybe a total of three or four times, and maybe the first time he didn't get to even stay. So, you know, Sam's been here. But I'm telling you, even, even people that have only been here a few times, you be, when you come and you get, in the, you, you get around people that get in the presence of God, all of a sudden in your own spirit you become aware that there's something more. And yes, it's unusual. And yes, it's different because you don't understand it because you've not yet encountered it. But there's something on the inside of you that begins to testify and bear witness that there's something more that God intends to do in your life that you've never known and never seen and never encountered before. And it's up to us. Us, to tear down the altars that we built in our life to the previous thing that God did for us. Tear those altars down and begin a search for the anointing. Amen. We're in search of the anointing. We're looking for the, for the greater, for the deeper things of God, for the things that only the Spirit can, 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 can give to us freely. Look at, look at the next verse. It gets better. Which things also we speak not in words which man's wisdom teaches, but which the Spirit, which the Holy Ghost teaches, comparing spiritual things with spiritual. Next verse. But the natural man, look what it says. But the natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God. 
For they are foolishness unto him. Neither can he know them because they are spiritually discerned. You know, Jess said this. Jess said she is willing to put up with the foolishness of Joe and his church. Because to her, it sounded like foolishness. Until she was willing to tear down the altar that she had built. Until she was willing to believe that there was something more. That God wasn't just encapsulated in, in that one facet of his divine nature. That bought, Thank God it was a miracle. The greatest miracle that ever happened. A transformed life. Thank God. But you know what? That's not all that he did. And he exhibited in the life of Jesus. He did silly stuff like turning water into wine. Have, have you, I know some of you say, that was silly. Well, if you, if you think of it from, the, from a logical standpoint, why did he do it? No one got saved. No one's lives were transformed. People just had more to drink. That's all that resulted from that miracle. Revival didn't break out. Amen. And then he did things that, that, shook up, that shook up the entire community. Like standing in front of the grave of Lazarus. Saying, roll the stone away. Well, by this time he stinketh. Well, we're about to find out. Roll it away. Amen. He's been in there four days dead. <laughs> and, then he, and then he shouts from the outside of this tomb, Lazarus, come forth. And Lazarus comes hopping out of his tomb in his grave clothes, living. You want to talk about shaking people up? Amen. You've got to look at some of these people around here and wonder. I know at first, at first, at first glance, we're definitely peculiar. But when you begin to look deeply and you begin to press into the Spirit, Something begins to happen in the innermost part of you. Now, church, I know I'm talking to you and you all are like, well, pastor, these are things you've said to us before. Well, maybe. No, not really. I've said some of these things similar. I think I'm hitting them from a different perspective today, maybe helping you to see them from some some other, you know, uh, a, a different a, a, a fresh look at, at these things. And we need to take a fresh look. Because what we're looking for right now, I know some of you, some of you, you get, we get in that place where we get real antsy, where we're unsettled. And sometimes when we get unsettled, we think that what we need to do is we need to change hats. Mm, maybe I shouldn't be on worship team. I'm going to try children for a while. Well, you know, I'm done with children. Now I'm going to do, maybe, Gaby, do you have a place for me and greeter? You know, can I be on, Eric, can I be on connections or can I be on the worship team? You know, people, people trying to change hats. Some people go to the extreme and they're like, the Lord told me I need to move on. I've finished my assignment here at Winner's Church. 
Oh, well, where are you going? I don't know. Okay. Um, <laughs> the children of Israel even knew where they were going when they left Egypt. <laughs> they walked around for 40 years, but at least they knew where they were going. God don't send, now listen, don't, if you don't know where you're going, don't come to me and tell me the Lord told you. Last folks came and told me that. I was like, well, where are you going? I don't know. I said, does that really sound like the Lord to you? Have I been a mentor to you? Yeah. Thus says the Lord, don't do it. I wasn't that great of a mentor because they're not hearing where you <laughs> I wasn't that influential. <laughs> but some of us, we've been unsettled. And we're looking, we're, you know what? Some of us have started looking in places where we used to be. Some of us have started looking in those places. Amen. Looking for love in all the wrong places. Looking for love in too many spaces. Searching for life. <laughs> What's the next? Anybody know the next line? Looking for faces or something? Of what I've been dreaming of, hoping to find. The friend and the lover. God bless the day I discover. That's, that's it, right? Yeah, yeah. You don't recognize that? Looking for love in all the wrong places. Eric knows the words. He's just not, he's just not coughing them up. Look, look, he over there. He over there. <laughs> uh, but we do. We start going back to what we trying to find. What we're searching, but listen, I'm gonna tell you what you're searching for the greater measure. But you're, the natural, your natural man is not gonna receive this. Your, nat your natural man is gonna hear supernatural increase and, and million flow and all that. And eventually, you know what your natural man is gonna say? I wish he'd quit talking about that. Boy, that gets old. All he ever talks about in 10 years, in 10 years, that's all I've ever talked about. Anyhow, <laughs> you can't do this in the natural. It can only be done in the spirit. But the natural man receiveth not the things of the spirit of God, they're foolish unto him, neither can he know them, because they're spiritually discerned. Next verse. But he that is spiritual judges all things, is judged of no man. Next verse. For who hath known the mind of the Lord that he may instruct him? But we have the mind of Christ. Say we have the mind of Christ. Have the mind of Christ. So you know what? I didn't get to it, but oh well. It's par for the course. That's, I didn't tell you anything I anticipated. But I think we heard some things we needed to hear. Amen. Glory. Stand up all over the place. Praise God. Someone might go to speak in Portuguese here in a minute. See, when, when, we, when we're talking about revival, having revival, flowing in revival, getting over there and doing the work, we're not, we're not just talking about running around and shouting and having a good old time. We're really talking about our lives being changed and transformed, going from faith to faith and from glory to glory. 
You know, if it was easy to, be, to, to, to attain these things, everybody would do it. But it's not easy. You know what's easy to do? It's easy to play church. It's easy to be a two-year-old and manipulate and be selfish and self-centered and want things your way. And when you don't get things your way, you just go to the places where you can get it. You know, like my kids. Had gay, I had Gaby at the theater, you know. We walked by Cinnabon. He's like, Dan, I want a Cinnabon. I'm like, boy, you just ate. Hey, Cinnabon. <laughs> I'm like, we're going to the theater. I want a Cinnabon. I said, you, boy, you ain't getting no Cinnabon. <laughs> we went to the theater. We watched the movie. For, he forgot all about the Cinnabon until he saw my dad walk up. We got out of the movie. My dad is like, hey, where you at? I said, I'm at the mall. He says, I am too. I said, I'm at the theater. He says, I'm, I'm on my way over there. You know, my dad, I'm coming right now. You got, you got the kids with you? Yeah, they're here. All right, tell them I'm coming. Don't leave. He forgot all about Cinnabon until my dad rolled up. My dad rolls up. Hey, 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 Gaby. Grandpa. He looked up at Grandpa. He said, well, I sure would like to have a Cinnabon. <laughs> You know, Grandpa's like, oh, that's my boy right there. No, he's, he's using you. <laughs> he is using you. But you know how Grandpas are? Grandpas, man, they don't care if they're being used. No, Grandpa's like, use me, boy. <laughs> you know, my dad was terrible. <sighs> Look around here. I'll whisper this to you. You know, my dad told my kids, my dad, my, before my kids lost their teeth, my dad said, you know, the tooth fairy for the first tooth brings you $50. <laughs> I looked at my dad, I'm like, mm-hmm, and he leaves it at grandpa's house. <laughs> there is a tooth fairy, by the way. Don't, don't give up. Don't give up. Don't give up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so my dad, you know, see, that's, that's, that's grandpa's right there. I was like, you dirty rat. <laughs> but I did, I said, I, and I, I came back, I said, not only does the tooth fairy leave you 50 at your house, but then he start leaving money at grandpa's house every time. <laughs> every time. I said, never less than $10, never less than to every tooth, every tooth. I said, so every time we'll come over to Grandpa, see what the tooth fairy left you over here. My dad's like, you go ahead, you come see Grandpa. <laughs> now, before we have a debate about whether that ought to be good or not, don't, don't send me a letter. Talk to me later. <laughs> but anyhow, you know, Gabe got his cinnamon roll that day. He didn't eat a bit of it. He was full, but he got it. He got it because he, he used his grandpa to get it. He rolled up. He's all proud. <laughs> he was missing them two front teeth. Either. <laughs> Looking at me like, I got you, Dad. You, you didn't get me nothing, boy. I didn't pay for it. But sometimes that's the way we are with the things of the kingdom. If we don't get it here, we just go somewhere else, and then we'll smile about the word we got. See, the Lord loves me. You, you said you you said we had to do, we had to press farther, but the Lord said, "I'm a prophet." Glory to God. 
You said God was asking for more, but boy, I went over there and he slapped me on the head and said, it is well. <laughs> let's get it, let's, let's press in. Amen. This worship team, you know, what, what Pastor Sam told you was right. Sometimes you ain't supposed to quit. And sometimes y'all quit just because I'm here. You don't quit because I'm here. It don't make no difference whether I'm here. You do what the, you, you got to flow with the, y'all better start coming in here, be ready to flow with the holy. This four songs ain't going to get it. I'm telling you right now, this four songs of knowing the four songs that you're playing and playing them the way, that is not going to cut it in this. It, it's not going to cut it. You're going you're gonna to have to learn how to flow in the spirit enough to where at any time, at any moment, you can pull anything out. And not because you have the ability, but because you have the faith in God that when you rip that thing out, it's going to work. You know what? If you played it, let me tell you something. The Spirit of God looks over everything. He watches everything. He's, he's seen how everything is played. He knows every note. He knows every chord. He knows what you know. And guess what? If you rely on Him, He'll put it in your hands. He'll put it in your mouth. And that, see, that's what He's looking for. He's looking for people that will be like, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. When we, when we get here tomorrow, I, I'm going to tell you right now. I, I don't, I, I'm, I'm not looking for no list. I'm not saying don't make a... Now, now, don't say, well, Pastor said we don't need no list. I'm not making it. Just come and we'll see what happens. Bless God. That's <laughs> not what I'm saying. I'm just saying we got to be ready. We got to be ready to, to get off the list if that's what we need to do. Just like tonight. I'm way off the message. Way off. I'm way off the message. Have been for months. Have been for, for months. I can't, stay on, I, can't stay on the, I can't stay on what I intended to be on. That's a good sign. Now, don't feel good at first because we're like, well, this is going to be. This is <sighs> Pastor got notes, but he done took off from him. We're going to be in here a while. You know, pack a lunch. <laughs> Amen. We got to do whatever it takes to be ready. Amen. Glory to God. Glory to God. I know you kids don't have school tomorrow, right? right. Thank God. No, you don't. He's <laughs> always popping off. He's always popping off. <laughs> you see, you say, I said, he said, I do. I said, no, you don't. He's like, okay. <clears throat> Tomorrow he'll wake up, he'll say, Mama Pastor said I don't have to go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Sri will be like, Lord says no. Go to school. Anyhow, uh, play, will you play something for me, Eric? Praise God. Thank God. Hallelujah. Let's just lift our hands and let's ask the Lord Jesus to fill us today with his spirit. Amen. Tell, what's your name? Adrian, how old are you, Adrian? Is this your mama here? That's your auntie. No, it's not auntie, it's Thea, right? It's your Thea. Now, see these, there's, a, there's some young people that God has brought into this place. They don't know the first thing about what we're talking about. Not one thing. You know what? 
kids, kids shouldn't come to a church like this and having come here over and over and over again and not get slammed by the Spirit. After the second, third time, they ought to be like, my God. Amen. What's your name? She said, and I see, I've read her shirt. It says, it's a beautiful day to leave me alone. <laughs> Annie, you need that shirt. <laughs> She'd have wore that today. <laughs> I'm going to get one and wear it to the next prophetic meeting I go to. The preacher come by and go like this. See if he's affected. But tell me your name. Come here, Lily. I'm praying for you too, Adrian. Now, here in a minute, you hang, you hang in there. Lily, you, you haven't been coming here a long time, have you? Is this your first time here or no? How many, you've been coming a little bit? Are you going to the youth conference? Is it her mama that's already? Who's One of them's already. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we're going to get this. We, listen, God has something for you. Now, I know Cherie prayed with you. I know David and Hilda prayed with you. But I sense in my heart God's Spirit's going to come on you in a big way today. Because I, I believe you're hungry. AJ, is it? Is that it? KK. 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 Only KK I know was in Judas Priest. KK down, he was the guitar player. Anyhow, come here, KK. <laughs> and who's the other one? Ray Ray? <laughs> no, no. No, no. Come here, Grace. Shele Prefia. Glory. <laughs> now the Spirit of God. The Spirit of God's about to come on y'all. You're about to encounter God in a way you've never known. It, here's, here's the thing, because some people think, well, what if I don't want it? Don't matter. It's too late. We got you up here. Some people believe that, that they have to want it or they have to believe it. But you don't have to believe it. You don't have to want it. Um, all that's necessary is for someone that believes God to impart something to you. Today, God's going to impart something to you. Amen. So, Lord, I thank you. T t your name again? Lily. I don't remember. Lily and Grace and KK. I don't remember KK. Because <laughs> I've already associated it with something else. Glory to God. Now, are you trying? You're trying to live for Jesus, aren't you? It's tough, isn't it? Because people, you know, they, they're stupid and make you mad. I hear, I hear the Spirit of God telling me something about you. I hear, the, I hear the Lord saying He's about to strengthen you with His might in your inner man. There's something that's about to take place in, in your spirit. You're going to feel like it's in your, in your belly, but it's, it's not. It's, it's in the innermost part of your being. But there's a fire that God is igniting in your spirit. And the Lord says you're going to burn with that fire, and that fire is going to make you bold. That fire is going to make you strong. 
I hear, I, hear the Lord, I hear the Lord saying this. I hear the Lord saying that fire is going to give you control over your mouth. Because he says this. He says, what gets you in trouble all the time, the Lord says, is what you say. And God says, I'm going to change the words that come out of your mouth. The Lord says, you know what's going to happen? Your tongue is going to get numb. Because God's going to put his finger on your tongue. God says he's about to change your language. And there's going to be a fire in your belly. And you're going to be baptized in Holy Ghost fire. And tonight you're going to leave here with a boldness like you've never had before. It's already starting to happen. Lift up your hands to him real quick. Lord, I thank you today. Say this with me. Say, Lord, let me be bold for you. In Jesus' name, I accept today the fire of your spirit burning in me. In Jesus' name. Amen. Now leave, keep your hands up, Lord. I thank you. God, I thank you that today that you're pouring out your spirit. <laughs> Fire! From the top of your head to the soles of your feet. Lord, fill her full. Fill her to overflowing. Lord, may she leave out of here today transformed. Lord, you said... We're not to be conformed, but transformed. And so, Lord, I thank you for transformation. Transformation, Lord, because of a renewed mind and because of the glory of your spirit being manifested here today. I lose your spirit on her today in Jesus' name. And I thank you, Father, that today, after today, she'll never be the same again. For your glory in the name of Jesus. Now, the, now the, both of you. Lift up. Have y'all, have y'all, y'all all given your hearts to Jesus, haven't you? You've hung out with Cherie. She wouldn't let you by without it. She told you God has a good plan. Celebrahia. Both of you, lift up your hands. I'm gonna pray for the both of you. Now, sila kreshi, jene. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Torobose. Lord, touch grace today. Fill her to overflowing. In the name of Jesus. Lord, touch KK. Shamongro. Fire on the both of them in the name of Jesus. Fire. Shorobo. Sorogorobo. Sekede Bengrejia. Mene sekede mesta. Karam richa kene mesta. Morosobona. Lord, may they never be the same because of the fire of your spirit. That rests upon them today. I thank you for it, Lord, in the name of Jesus. 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 Selvere, borosabonga lejeda, borosakoro driegte de bise. Tuna ma ashe prandre na ma sege, dulbare keste kere frine. Shorotono morosomro boya, dule kere beza. Now, you may not understand completely all that the Lord is doing for you today. But in the days to come, if you'll tune your ear to, to hear by the Spirit what the Holy Ghost is trying to do, I hear the Lord saying that He'll, he'll give you understanding. He'll give you understanding. So Lord, I thank you for understanding in the name of Jesus. Amen. Well, I sure am glad you guys are coming over here. I like y'all. I'm going to do my hair like hers.
I'll maybe dye my head purple one side since I don't have no hair. <laughs> we look like an Easter egg. Just in time, amen. Just in time. And they say, where's Carolyn when you need her? Thank God. Thank God. Amen. Amen. Praise God. All right. Adrian, I'm going to pray for you. Amen. Selfede. Now, you, do you serve the Lord with all of your heart? Amen. You, you go to church somewhere? Where do you go to church at? Okay. Lakeside on uh, Norman? No? No, Oklahoma City? Okay. The only Lakeside I knew is in uh, Norman, but that's okay. Is it? New, new church? Lift up your hands. I'm going to pray for you. God's going to God's gonna pour out His Spirit upon you. Have you ever been baptized in the Holy Ghost? Do you know what that means? Not baptized in water, but baptized in the Spirit? Well, you're going to get a touch from God today. God's going to fill you with His Spirit big time. Lift them up. Well, you know, when we ask people to lift their hands, it's like uh, stick them up. You know, in the Westerns, that mean, what it means is I give up. I give up. You're, you're not giving up to me. You're giving up to Him. Now the fire of God's going to come on you. When the Spirit of God comes on you, it's going to be like you're hooked up to electricity. You're already buzzing, aren't you? He's a mangreje droso. Ha! Jene moro soporo bobri begele gere jida. Hele suprandeni masobromdeni marecto. Bele secreje directe de besia. Dolboro sobongo rochotoro bosera mahara. Lord, touch Adrian today. Fill him to overflowing, Lord. God, let your anointing be manifested in him today. God, don't let him leave here today the same as he came. But Lord, I'm praying for transformation so that he won't conform to this world, but he'll be transformed. Not only, Lord, today by your word, but by the manifestation of the glory of your presence in his life. That's what your word says, Lord. Your word says that we're changed and transformed by the glory and by the word of God. And so, Lord, today I pray for a release of your spirit in his life and upon him. Lord, when he leaves out of here, he'll leave out of here today with a greater measure, with greater wisdom, with a greater understanding of the purpose and the plan that you have for his life. Lord, that he'll be able to do, Lord, what you've designed him to do. In Jesus' name, I thank you for it, Father. Fill him to overflowing from the top of his head to the soles of his feet. In Jesus' name, I thank you, Father. I thank you, Father, in the name of Jesus. Amen. Thank God. Amen. Glory to God. Glory to God. I know some people, they, they, they start to feel the presence of God and they don't know, they, they barely can stand up. But that's, that's a good thing. That's a good thing that God would touch you in that manner. Don't resist the Holy Ghost. Let God's Spirit have His way with you. Let Him do what He wants to do in your life today. Now, Father, I pray for each one that's here today, Lord, that you will fill them to overflowing. God, that every one of us will yield ourselves to you and, and learn. In fact, God, that we would, that we would master 
being led by the Spirit, that we would master flowing in the Holy Ghost. Now, tell me your name. I, I, I remember you, but tell me your name. Jamie. Are, do you, are you still over at uh, over with uh, Brother Danny? Yes. And how, how is he doing? Is he okay? He was in the hospital yesterday, right? Praise the Lord. I see it. I see a dark. Now, here's 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 what's strange. I see like there's a dark cloud trying to overshadow you. I, I'm not I'm not prophesying that you're in a bad way or that you're under some kind of a. But the enemy has tried to tried to cast a shadow over you, and you you feel like that there have been things that you have done and things that you have gone through in your life that have that have that it's like. Uh, have cast shade onto the things that you felt like the Lord was wanting to do in you in the future. And so you feel like you're stalled, like that you're not, that you're not making forward progress. And at, at one time, you were really trying hard to break through. It's like, I got to get a breakthrough. But it seemed like the breakthrough never came, no matter how hard you tried. I mean, there'd be moments where you felt better. But it didn't ever seem like you made any forward progress. Even when people would give you prophets, like I'm doing right now, I'm giving you a word. You, you found hope in a moment because you thought, there's hope. I'm getting this word. I really feel like this is what I need, is, is I just need some direction from God. But I, I, hear the, I hear the Lord saying this. I hear the Lord, I hear the Lord saying that um, God's not changed his mind. The Lord, the Lord says this. He says, everything I told you prior to all the things you felt like you did that could hinder what I wanted to do, God said, I knew you was going to do all that already. God says, I knew where you were going to drop the ball. The Lord says, I knew where you would fall short. But he said, I gave you that word knowing that you were going to drop the ball. Knowing that you, that you wouldn't measure up. But God told me to tell you this. God says he's not, he's not wanting you to believe that he's going to bless you based on your performance. Because if it was based on your performance, you'd be like, I, I would fail. I, I haven't performed on the level that your, your upbringing, the way you've been brought up has been so performance-based that you think if you perform poorly that you're not deserving. Listen, you're not deserving if you perform well. <laughs> not of the things of God. Because the Bible says our righteousness is as filthy rags. On your best day, you're not good enough for God. On your best day, you can't earn the things that he wants to do in your life. And so today I hear the Lord saying he wants to alleviate you of the burden of believing that you have to perform well in order for the Lord to fulfill his purpose in your life. And today, that burden's going to roll off your shoulders, and that yoke is going to depart from off of your neck. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. And I hear him saying that he's going to, uh, he's going to give you wisdom of how to walk through this next stage of life. 
I hear God saying he's going to bring you, he's going to bring you through and bring you out on the other side. The Lord says, you're going to know what to do next. He says, you're going to leave from not knowing what to do next. And, and not, not, through, not through someone's prophetic word or through someone's word from the Lord or some vision that someone has for you. Um, because it seemed like people are coming to you regular. Oh, I dreamed a dream. I had a revelation. I saw something for you. And you've, you've tried to pursue those things, but they've not led you any place. The Lord says, I'm trying to talk to you, but I ain't trying to talk to you through them. The Lord says, I'm trying to communicate with you right directly into your spirit. The Lord says, I'm going to tune your ear to hear what I'm saying to you in your own spirit. And God says, when you identify the word that I've put in your heart, the Lord says, the things that have kept you bound to the earth are going to turn loose. And the Lord says, you're going to soar into the heavenlies and into the realms of the spirit. And God says, those things that you've been trying to reach, the Lord says, uh, those things that seemed unreachable, God says, are going to be within grasp. The Lord says, not, not, he says, not because you were good, but because you heard me and you obeyed me and you did what I told you to do. And it wasn't, it wasn't based on some discombobulated dream or some strange vision, but it was something that you heard out in your own spirit by the Holy Spirit. Amen. So, to, so today, God's renewing your, God's renewing your youth like the eagle. I hear the Lord saying there's some people that they they won't let you grow up. But the Lord says you already have, whether they want you to or not. God says they see you as being a kid. You're not a kid. You're a long way from it. Sometimes it's easier for it's easy for you to, to fall into that mode of, okay, take care of me as a child. But the Lord says, no, you're going to stand in this hour. And having done all to stand, you're going to stand there for. With your loins girt about with truth, your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace, the breastplate of righteousness, the helmet of salvation, the sword of the Spirit being the word of God. The Lord says you're going to be armored. The Lord says, and you're going to be equipped. And he says, and you're going to win this battle in Jesus' name. No more, Enough is enough. You're coming out in Jesus' name. You're coming out. We decree it today in Jesus' mighty name. I thank you for it, Father. I thank you for it. How many children do you have? Just this one. Sit now. She's like, what? How old are you? Nine. I hear the I hear the Lord saying there's there's something that's being adjusted in your in the in in your body. There's something that back then in, in your pregnancy, and maybe something that happened that maybe has affected it even now. But there's like a, an imbalance, like something happened. And things, things were never quite the same. But I hear God saying, he's, he's aligning everything. I hear God saying, you're, there's a reset taking place in you. 
in your body physically, in the chemical makeup of your body, in your hormones. You're, you're getting reset. And things that haven't been working right are going to start working right. Things that haven't, things that haven't been quite right for a, for a long time are now all of a sudden they're going to be right. And it's going to click. There's going to be, there's going to be a rhythm to your life. Instead of there being chaos, there's going to be a rhythm. You're going, to, you're, going to be able to, you're going to be able to live by the rhythm that God creates in your life. You know what I'm talking about, rhythm. And I hear God saying that the chaos, all of the sounds in your life that have been what sounded like a different, that they didn't go together, all of a sudden are going to begin to come into harmony. Amen. They're going to take their place in Jesus' name. It's time. Amen. It's time. Glory to God. It's time. Resist the faults and embrace the right. Eat the hay and spit out the sticks. Just because you love and respect people doesn't mean you have to listen to everything they say because not everything they say is right. Take the things that are right and set aside the things that are wrong and accept the things that God is saying but reject the things that He's not. That's up to you to do. Praise God. Amen. Thank God. You know, last night, Sam, Pastor Sam was in here. You know, some of you, he told you right. It was scary what he told you. He told you all right. But then there's some of you, he said something to you, and you're like, what was he talking about? Because some people, some people he told them halfway right and halfway not. Does that mean it wasn't God? No, you know, sometimes we miss it. But you know what we do? We eat the hay. We spit out the sticks. Amen. How you know, I don't know if you all know this or not, but some miracle Pastor Sam Wood could even get up here and preach like he did last night. I mean, he, he doesn't do that much. Amen. I just thank God that we were able to have him here. Praise the Lord. Thank God for the Holy Ghost. Amen. Say that with me. Say, thank you, Lord, for the Holy Ghost. Amen. Eric, I hear the Lord telling me to tell you this. He says a part of the weight that you're feeling on your shoulders has absolutely nothing to do with the circumstances of your life. But he says you're carrying a burden in the spirit. Because the Lord says for the last year, he's been trying to take you to the next level. But God said, God told me to tell you this. God said, you have always been able to work out how you were going to get there. Except this time you thought, I'm doing everything I know to do. You know, this is so crazy, Eric. You know, the Lord tells me, the Lord, the Lord tells me that in your, in your mind, you, you're, you are preparing like an exit strategy. It's, it's almost like you're looking for an exit, like time for me to get off because I still know what to do. I don't know that I don't know that I have what it takes. You know, the Lord told me to tell you, you were built for this, Eric. You were built for this. The Lord told me to tell you this. He says, there's a reason why, there's a reason why that it's in this season and in this time that you've been able to embrace and uh, allow what the Spirit of God has done in you to this point. 
and it bring about change because God says it's your season it's your time the Lord says for years you've watched others and you thought man if I could just do it like that if I could just if I could just hit like that if it could just be like that well now guess what it's your time it's your time to rise up and to step into a place where you've never gone before and he says, and people will look and they'll marvel and they'll look at you and they'll say, if I could just do it like that. He says, you, you can't fathom that. But the Lord says this. He says, you don't have to go to that place in your mind. The Lord says, you just have to be willing to believe it. The Lord says, if you believe it, God says, I'll deliver you to that place. I'll deliver you to that place. He says, there's some people that said, you need deliverance. That's what some people said to you. You need deliverance. Lord says the only deliverance you need is being delivered from this place to that place, the Lord says, where I've called you. He says, and everything that has kept you from that place, the Lord says, will fall off, God says, as if, he says this, he says this it'll fall off of you like some of your clothes are falling off of you now since you lost weight. He says, it won't be something you'll struggle to do. He says, it'll happen even if you don't want it to happen. He says, it'll just fall off of you. Because God says, I'm calling you up. The Lord says, I'm not calling you out. The Lord says, I ain't calling you out. He says, I'm calling you up. This is crazy. So he tells me to tell you this, Eric. Come up. Come up. The Lord, the Lord tell me to tell you, you're going to realize a flow of the anointing in this hour that has been lost to an entire generation. If you will follow the leading of the Spirit, God says, you will get over there in the flow of the anointing. And God says, when you're in Germany, you'll sing in German. The Lord says, when you're in Pakistan, when you're in Pakistan you'll sing Pakistani. God says, when you're in Israel... You'll speak Hebrew. The Lord says you'll worship in those ways and you'll take God's people to places the Lord says that they've only dreamed of. God says, it, God says it's not, he says it's not anything else other than, son, it's, it's, it's the season that you're in. God says, I made you for this time. I made you. He said, quit trying to tell me what I made you for and what I didn't make you for. The Lord says, accept what I'm telling you. He says, believe it. He says, and come up. He says, because I am delivering you. I'm delivering you from here to there. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. So we lose that to you in the name of Jesus. Well, glory. Hallelujah. Praise God. Well, you know what? I'm going to turn you loose. I, I, I've gone longer than I wanted to. And I know some of you have sat longer in these chairs than you wanted to sit. But tomorrow night, we're, we're having a worship night. And then we're ministering to sick people. So come. Come expecting. Uh, the uh, Way Church will be here. Also, uh, the other church. Gosh. I'm a, a church on fire. And then our church. So it'll be a worship night. We're just going to worship the Lord with everything that's in us. Amen. And we're going to expect God to do great things in this place here tomorrow night. Amen. Listen, if, you're, if you've been looking for more, or you haven't been, but you're curious now to go farther, now's your opportunity. Now's your opportunity. You, you, you might get called out any time up in here. But don't, don't just wait for that. 
jump in. Amen. Let God have his way. Father, thank you for all that you've said and done here today. We appreciate, Lord, everything that you're doing, everything that you've done. And, Lord, we're anticipating what you're going to do. We pray, God, that you'll pour out of your spirit uh, even more completely upon each one. And tomorrow as we gather, uh, meet us here, Lord, to do, to fulfill your purpose. In Jesus' name, we thank you, Father. Everybody that believed it said amen. Good Friday tomorrow. Let's, let's come with expectation. Listen, I love you. Uh, before you leave, love someone because you do. I'll see you back here tomorrow, 7 o'clock in Jesus' name.